2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you try Peloton bikes, tread or row risk-free with a 30 day home trial. New members only not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepelotoncom home dash
3: trial. It's time to roll out the red carpet for well, new carpet right now at the home Depot. Choose from hundreds of styles and colors from top brands. Plus get free installation. So whether you want to brighten up your bedroom, add a little more cushion to your living room, or, yes, add some VIP flair to your hallway, you can get the perfect carpet to match your mood with free installation. From the Home Depot, how doers get more done. Minimum purchase of $4.99. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details.
0: Chocula. Yes. Booberry. Yes. Frankenberry. Yes. Fuck Mary, kill. Oh my God! <laughs> it's a hard one. I'm
1: gonna say kill booberry. I'm gonna agree with kill booberry. Yeah. Because you do not like what booberry does to your body. <laughs> Dude, like, booberry. Ba- I don't know about anybody else, but booberry. Also, he's. Ooh. I don't know. A little soft.
0: Oh, I don't know. Like, I like soft. I'm fine with soft, but, like, he's soft, but not in a good way.
1: Yeah, like, there's something going on there. (laughs) Like, there's a reason he works in children's cereal.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't trust that face. I don't trust that fucker. Okay, so you have to uh, fuck and marry Frankenberry or Count Chocula. All right. And
1: this goes along with my who I am as a person, I feel like. I'm going to fuck Count Chocula. Yeah. So first of all, he's, he's, I feel like Dracula, he's based off Dracula. And you fuck Dracula. You don't marry Dracula. No. You can't tie that he's, motherfucker down. He's not marriage material. But also, like, chocolate is too popular. I can't tie that shit down to just me. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to want a piece of that. <laughs> and I'm not going to be okay with sharing. And
0: it's an aphrodisiac. So, like, he ain't never going to be held down. <laughs> he ain't never going to be You are held down. never going to get a ring. From Count Chocula. Oh
1: He's never going to settle down with you. He's just not that into you. But, you know, I like chocolate. I don't love chocolate. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, chocolate. I never,
0: ever, ever, ever crave chocolate.
1: Dude, I am not one of those motherfuckers like, give me the triple chocolate, holy shit cake, where everything's chocolate and there's no relief from chocolate. I don't know.
0: Every once in a while, maybe, but I'll mm. get like three bites in and I'm like, this is gross. I don't want it
1: anymore. I'm over it. Like, I've had two bites of this and I'm more than done yep. for a year with chocolate. Yep. Yeah. So Barry is the one you got to marry because I feel like he's real loyal. I
0: also feel and like he might underrated. be underrated. I feel like he might be also misunderstood cuz I don't really know Frankenberry that well. No. We would have a lifetime to get to know each other. Yeah. It would be great. I, you know
1: what? I could and I like berries. Not booberry though. Not that kind of berry. Mm. I don't not the, trust that motherfucker. Not the scary berries. I don't no. want the
0: boo in my berry. No, and
1: like let's let's think of it this way. So, like booberries an apparition. But at least Frankenberry is like made out of other Berry parts? <laughs> I don't actually know the origin story of Frankenberry. I don't know
0: shit about Frankenberry. But you know what? Gonna marry him anyway. He's, It'll be like, like a married a at magenta. first sight.
1: I like that color palette a lot. It's nice. Yeah. And it looks edible. <laughs> he looks like I could eat them. Yeah. I mean, sure. they all look like I can eat them. Mm. In fact, I'm supposed to eat all of them. But I yeah. Mean, wait, are we supposed
0: to eat them or just their cereal? This has gotten real dark.
1: I don't know if it's gotten dark or it's just made me hungry. Or we've now, just figured out the secrets to these serial characters. My God. The whole time we're supposed to eat that. Because aren't the marshmallows in there just shaped like that? Wait.
0: Who's the guy that did Hereditary? We have his next movie. Oh my God. All set. <laughs> right about now. Frank and Barry.
1: <laughs> Guy's setting. Oh my god, can you imagine a movie about Frankenberry but made by the same guy who did Hereditary and Midsummer? Yeah. That'd be great. That would be amazing. I would watch that movie in a fucking heartbeat, no questions asked.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Welcome to Rock Candy. (laughs) Yay. Where we just totally
0: ruin your childhood memory. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're here to ruin anything you held precious. Everything and anything. Yeah. Next time you go to eat some booberry, you're gonna think twice, aren't you? Because you are, yeah, one hundred. Yes, we are your hosts. I am Maggie. I'm Ashley, and this week we're 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 going off the beaten path a little bit. We're covering a different kind of artist. We're
0: covering somebody you probably didn't know had a music career. Yeah,
1: and like legit music career. I'm going to even stand by. Mm. Mm. But also, like holy shit, we have been really bringing it down this month and i was like no i can't i was initially gonna do like some goth band and i'm like no i can't right now it's just gonna need, be too sad i need something way more uplifting we need chipper goth i need something that's gonna make me smile and laugh and i'm scared, like just something to get us through guys it's yo the next two weeks are gonna be rough uh-huh. i mean we got halloween to look forward to but there's other things in the world right now, right, that are trying to like really yuck my yum yeah. for Halloween, yeah, like the rest of the world and all of the <laughs> tragedies that are occurring right yeah. now. Yeah,
0: and so. the thing that is taking place roughly three days after Halloween. I don't want to think about it. We're not talking about
1: that. We are not talking about that. No, tonight we're talking about the one and only Elvira, yay, Mistress of Boobs. I mean the dark. <laughs> They're two big pumpkins. Yeah, she does have two big pumpkins. Speaking of which, because she does have a song called Two Big Pumpkins, <laughs> which I will tell you all about later, we're drinking two big pumpkin beers. Yeah. Firstly, Smutty Nose. Ha! Smut. Get it? Ha ha! Ha ha! I realized that was funny after we were like, let's get this beer. Uh, <laughs> but Smutty Nose Brewing Pumpkin Ale, which is just ale brewed with pumpkin spices. It's lovely. It's like a really good, refreshing no, Yo, you just went apple picking and then you went to your favorite bar and they still have outdoor seating and it's like a little chilly, but not so chilly that you can't yeah. sit out there with a nice sweater on yeah that's this is this is that beer.
0: I feel like it's smutty noses like basic, like real solid as a rock mm. brown ale
1: naku like rock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> As we're driving trucks over <laughs> rocks and mountains, we're drinking and drinking pumpkin pumpkin ale. Pumpkin ale. But it's minute. their like it's their real solid uh, brown ale with pumpkin and pumpkin spice in it. Yeah,
1: it's really nice. It's very just nice, crisp little fall leaf of a beverage. And then to top it off, also drinking pumpkin from Southern Tier. It's their cold brew coffee pumpkin. Uh, and so it's their- fancy with their pumpkin. And it's their Imperial. They're Actually, going
0: nuts with the pumpkin. I'm
1: not gonna lie, really. though. This is fucking good. The this cold, is way better than their other pumpkin.
0: Yeah, the cold brew coffee
1: pumpkin one is good. Yeah, they fucking did it with I'm this sorry,
0: one. I don't like other Southern Tier beers. No, I have southern not tier had one that weird. I really like.
1: Like, sometimes, like this one, I'm like, yes. And then, are they the one that make like a blueberry they make us something, and I'm like, oh, no. I don't <laughs> remember anymore. Yeah, but, like, sometimes I drink a Southern Tier, and I'm like, oh, no. I'm sorry, Southern Tier. I really want to root for you. Yeah,
0: and I I had their seltzer, too, because they also make seltzer, and it was terrible. I'm sorry, Southern Tier. I'm sorry. I I will still support you, however.
1: You know, honestly, Yikes. just stick with, like, stouts and cold brew based beers like this is fucking amazing yeah just stick with this here for it yeah yes please southern tier take advice from us (laughs) two bitches in troy sitting in a playpen telling you how to make beer an adult pillow fort blanket an adult blanket fort right now guys Yeah. yeah so but both of these beers are lovely if you want to get into this halloween fall mood Highly suggest, loving loving the feels from these guys. Yes, definitely. Hell yeah! Hopefully tonight's episode, we're gonna lighten things up and brighten things up, and I'll tell you guys all the story of the one and only Elvira. Yay!
0: I'm I'm super interested. Or is the She's... Simpsons
1: called her boobarella?
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, they're they're not wrong. <laughs> they're not wrong. <laughs> she is very very well aware of her boobs.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's like. That's her thing. That's her thing. And that's a lot of why young men and women
1: yeah. remember her. Oh, yeah. So. No, there's. She. I will get into it, and but she, like. She's, she's influenced everyone. Yeah. Ever. Absolutely. Everyone and, and, loves her. I think everyone loves her, yeah. Oh, as you should. But allow me to get into the tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yes. Some of you may be looking at the subject of today's episode and be thinking, uh, she's not a musician.
2: And okay, uh, whatever,
1: maybe not in the traditional sense, but if you're going to say she has no bearing on the world of music, we'd beg to differ. Yeah. Elvira was not only inspired by the musicians of her youth, but performing in bands when she was younger helped her to find her own footing into what she has become today. Oh, so she is a legit musician. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Just not like a famous one. Yeah. Well, tell me more. Oh, I'm gonna. (laughs) Not to mention, she would release some choice Halloween song collections and would serve as a collaborator and muse to artists that you know and love. Mm -hmm. And on top of it all, she is the genuine article. Yes, Elvira is an alter ego created to be a staple for all things spooky, but she's very what you see is what you get. And Halloween runs deep in her veins. On screen and off. Oh, good. So allow me to get a little deeper than the surface here. Yeah. Because this woman is a fascinating woman. (laughs) I'm here for her. Before she was the mistress of the dark, she was Cassandra Peterson, born September 17th, 1951 in Manhattan, Manhattan, Kansas. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I'd get you with that. Uh Cassandra knew from day one, even before she knew what things were, that she was going to be in the spotlight she would always end up being the center of attention. Starting at age one, when her father brought her to a parade, placed her on a horse at the front of the parade, and she rode the horse with the other people, uh-huh. and everybody was, like, clapping for her, and she just hammed it up. Like, sometimes <laughs> you can look at a baby, and you're like, that baby knows we're all paying attention to it, and it's fucking here for that it. That baby's going to Hollywood. That baby wants to be in Hollywood right fucking now slap on some heels and some fake boobs that baby's going doing things. It's just going to be like <laughs> that frog. What's that frog from uh, Looney Tunes? Oh, the like the CW frog? Yeah, the CW <laughs> or frog. Or the WB frog? Either way. Both. But then like all of a sudden you just put like a little top hat. And a cape. It's, it's like the opposite though because instead of like when it's out in front of people and it doesn't do anything but it's out in front of people it's like, hello my baby. Yeah. Hello my darling. <laughs> yeah. That's what that baby would be. Anyway, I really went off the rails with that. Yeah. Not all attention is good attention, though. Correct. She's, you know, toddlers always getting into things. A toddler that wants attention always getting into things. At the age of two, her mother was boiling Easter eggs, and little Cassandra decided oh, to no. climb the stove to see what was no, up. Cassandra, no. I know. She ended up pulling the pot of boiling water all over herself, leaving her with third-degree burns. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know someone that that happened to also. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, yeah awful. Boiling water pots are the like just like fodder for toddlers. Yeah. Toddler fodder.
0: Like, what draws toddlers to boiling water Ooh, is that so hot? much? I want to pour that on myself. That That's making fun noises. I want to play with it. No, you don't. Anyway. That's why we got
1: you a cat. Play with cat. That. Get cat scratch fever, <laughs> you'll be fine. The burns were so bad that she would end up getting skin grafts to cover up some of the damage. Wow. I think it was like on 35% of her body or something. Damn. I know. Mostly like on her back and her like the back of her arms. Oh. I think maybe like down her back, maybe a little of her buttocks. Like it was a lot. Especially for a toddler. Right. And it wasn't quite enough though to fool the kids at school. And she ended up being ostracized with daily taunts being called a monster. The kids would run away from her when they would see her. Like, oh my god, it's
0: the monster. Because kids are the the worst. worst.
1: (laughs) They are, though. I'm sorry, parents, that we keep ostracizing (laughs) you. I'm sure your children are great. Yeah, but when they're not in your immediate
0: vicinity, they're kind of jerks. Or just, like, you know, just raise them right. Trust you. Yeah. Raise them right. But also, this was when... Oh, the fifties,
1: yeah, they were oh. they were
0: bigger jerks back then they are than they are now,
1: yeah, so. it was a bunch of baby boomers as kids. <laughs> oh God, yeah, think about it, don't think about it. And it was here where Cassandra learned important life lessons early. grow that thick skin, don't take no shit, and have a good sense of humor. And that shit will get you through anything. She is not wrong. She's not. (laughs) Instead of getting upset at all the taunts, she would use self-deprecating humor to armor herself against all of the teasing that was being thrown at her. Yeah, if you make fun of yourself first, then what they say can't hurt you. It's harder for the kids to be like, oh, I guess that doesn't really bother her. Well, that's not fun. Yeah. She attempted to turn negative attention into positive and laugh her way through the trials and tough times of her life, which in interviews... You can tell that woman definitely learned, like, that was some bullshit, but I've learned to live through it and deal through it with humor and just a good positive attitude, because I will get into some shit that she's been through, and you're like, Jesus Christ, woman. And look at her now. I Honestly, look at her. I think she won. Oh, she won. (laughs) I'm pretty sure she won. Yeah, those little shithead six-year-olds are probably like, you know. Fuck. Yeah. It wasn't just her acute senses that set Cassandra apart. She was also just not into the same things that most girls around her were. Like, her sisters would collect Barbies and stuck to, like, that more feminine stuff. But Cassandra really loved all things macabre. When she was fairly young, she saw her first horror film, The House on Haunted Hill, Mm -hmm. with the one and only Vincent Price. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to start, that's the way to start. That's where to start, yeah. That's where you start. She became enamored with that aesthetic and was more likely to be found reading Ed- Edgar Allan Poe than Nancy Drew. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, Cassandra found any opportunity to perform. She was dancing at an early age. She even found old footage of herself dancing to the El- to the Elvis cover of Hound Dog around like age three <laughs> or four because that was actually the first record that she ever got. She loved Elvis and she was babe because I mean like perfect timing, right? Yeah. Like who it's didn't 50s, love Elvis? She loved Elvis, point? and. That was, like, her first record. Her first gift was the Hound Dog record, and she just danced around and loved it. And her parents nurtured her needs to do dance and music and art and whatever. They enjoyed seeing her express her creative spirit. And it's it's interesting because they clearly let her do a lot of stuff as far as performance goes. Mm-hmm. But also, they, at least with her mother. So I was listening to an interview with her, and... I was really touched by this, in a sense, because I very much understood what she was saying. Mm-hmm. She had a really tough relationship with her mom. Mm-hmm. Her mom was constantly that, that's not good enough kind of mom. Oh. Like, oh, I see what you're doing, but it's still not good enough. I see what, how you're dressing, but it's still not good enough. Like, you're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not this enough. Uh, she would tell them that she wanted to be, like, a go-go dancer. Mm-hmm. And they were like, like she wanted to go to Vegas and be a dancer at Vegas, like a showgirl, a yeah. go-go dancer. And they're like, you'll never be able to be a showgirl because you have burns. What? Because she had the burns. It's like, oh, well, you can't show off your body. And like... Wow. Yeah, it's but it's weird though. Thanks, they would, mom. But then they would also like what? pay for her to have dance lessons. Right? It's like, I don't understand. Like her parents wanted her to do stuff. But it's like, I feel like they were like, do stuff on our terms. Yeah, like they
0: will... Allow it to a certain point. Yes. And then you have to do what they want you to do if you want to keep going.
1: Right. I think they were, I'm sure parents here when their kids are like, I want to perform, it's like, I want to be a singer. I want to play the flute or I want to be a cellist. Right. Not, I,
0: I want to be a go-go dancer in Vegas. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'm sure there's a lot of places where that went. But yeah. it also just really checks that Cassandra wanted to be a go-go dancer. Yeah. Oh, 100 her mom and aunt owned a costume shop, which Cassandra would help out with, giving ample opportunities for her to dress up with. I'm having so many juxtaposing thoughts here. Like, I know. I know. It's really weird. I can weird. see where she'd be confused as a young girl. Like, wait a minute. So it's cool. Well, it was nice. Like, Okay, so every year for Halloween, which, shocker, her favorite holiday... She always had the best costume. Yeah. I mean, of course, like her mom and her aunt would help her like create the best thing. And it would usually be whoever was hot on TV at the time, like Ginger from Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, Miss Kitty of Gunsmoke. I mean, shout out
0: to my own mom who would hand make our um, Halloween costumes Mm -hmm. all the time. And they were fucking bitching. You should see our Raggedy Ann and Andy. (laughs) You should see our Rainbow Bright.
1: Were you both Rainbow
0: Bright? I th- I think I'm sure that I was probably rainbow bright at some point. You should see our Dorothy and Toto. Cause yeah, I was Toto. Oh, but <laughs> you were adorable. I was adorable. Thank you very much. In my full gray sweatsuit
1: outfit. Oh yeah, but yeah, like yeah, it's she. She was encouraged to express those parts of herself, mm-hmm. right? Like as a kid, and I do think it's funny now how her look of Elvira is one of the biggest costumes every Halloween. Yeah. Like definitely. So many women dr it and men, so many humans dress still, up like her. Even now. Oh yeah, she hasn't lost some popularity. Like people she's still just as iconic. Yeah. I feel. In high school she got herself an opportunity to work her on stage talents when she got herself a small gig as a go-go dancer at a gay bar. Oh. There she met many drag queens who taught her everything she ever wanted to know about makeup, wigs, and performing. Of course, that's because the That's the best you can, make, you can get info from. And now that I say that, how much does Elvira's look make sense to you now? Yeah, Yeah. Big hair, big tits, skin like tight campy, dress, the campy campiness, humor. everything. I'm like, oh yeah, of course she was raised. She was basically raised by <laughs> drag raised queens. Raised by drag queens, yes. Which, <laughs> jelly. Yeah. <laughs> One night she ended up in drag herself because one of the queens couldn't make it in that night. So she took her spot in a Supremes act. (laughs) Yeah. That's cute. So she's a woman dressing as a man pretending to be a woman. (laughs)
0: People do that, though. They do. And they they make a living off of it. Seriously. which Is it really drag or is it just you're a lady in really
1: ridiculous makeup? I don't know. I think it could be drag to an extent.
0: I guess intent is
1: everything, isn't it? I guess it? it's
0: drag culture. You're not actually doing drag. You're doing
1: drag culture. Or drag adjacent. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Drag adjacent. When Cassandra was 17, she went on a family trip to Las Vegas. Her parents planned on attending a live show on the strip one evening, and she begged them to take her with them. Even though she was underage, she was she was still not old enough technically to go because mm-hmm. it's a casino's attached. Right. Because Vegas. After some coercing, they agreed, and she went to work on making herself look like a believable adult. (laughs) She was very influenced by Anne Margaret after seeing her in Viva Las Vegas with Elvis, of course. Okay. So she walked into the show with heaps of makeup, a slinky little outfit, and a wiglet. Uh Uh-huh. And she was really taken aback when the maitre d' asked her if she was a showgirl on, like, just a different <laughs> circuit. See, mom, I can be a go-go dancer. <laughs> I mean, like, hello. Yeah. Shows where you know, mom. Then she was approached by staff asking her to go to the back with them. And she was like, shit. That's it. I got caught. And her parents didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. They just were trying to pull it off for as much as they could. It just... We're like, we're not going to act like we're your parents, because I don't know. Right. Let's see what happens. Nobody's
0: going to be like, nope, she's our underage daughter. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. They yeah. don't want to get in trouble either. Nobody <laughs> wants to get in trouble here. So they're like, I guess we'll see what happens when I get backstage. Catch you later, sweetie. Yeah, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. So she gets backstage, and she talks to the dance mistress, who asks her if she danced. Uh-huh. She said Yes. And then they asked her if she'd be interested in auditioning for their show. Oh. And she was like, what? (laughs) But she actually ended up just like breaking down and crying. And like completely came out and confessed like, I'm so sorry. I'm only 17. I'm underage. I didn't mean to. I mean, I snuck in with my parents. I just really wanted to see the show. I love this atmosphere. I love this scene. And they're all like, all right. But like, do you want to audition? We don't care. <laughs> like they could they gave
0: no fucks. So probably everybody performing in that show was underage
1: too, and like also started, lied about their age. Yeah, because a go-go it's Vegas. Dancers, a go-go dancer in Vegas has a very short life. Yeah, that is not a that is not a prolonged career. Yeah, and this was like late sixties, early seventies. It, yeah she's born in she 51 was, and it was 17 years so fifty sixty eight. 68 yeah so it was almost the 70s yeah
0: everyone performing in that show was, was underage age. she's
1: probably like they're probably like yeah you and everybody else seriously you wouldn't even be the youngest girl on stage honey seriously. we got a 15 year old out there <laughs> well her parents were telling her absolutely fucking not of course are you shitting me no you cannot go be a go-go dancer And they basically had to drag her out and be like, no, you can't do this. You are in high school. You need to finish high school. So basically what ended up happening was the dance mistress said, look, I get it. Go back. Finish high school. When you're done, you feel like coming out here and auditioning? We'll give you a chance. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Good. Only like. Very quickly after graduation, some people say it was the same day, some people say it was a couple of days later, but either way, Cassandra got herself a role as a showgirl in Viva Les Girls at the Ooh. Dunes Hotel and Casino. Ooh. As long as she stayed away from the casino, there was absolutely no issues with her being underage. The only reason you can't be under 18 is because of gambling. Right.
0: It's a weird dynamic. Because... Mm. But, I think now, at least you can go into the casino, oh, yeah, but you have to be accompanied by an adult. No, I mean, you can go into the casino where all the shops and restaurants and stuff are, oh, yeah, and but you can't can go on the chill floor. in there, but
1: you cannot go on the floor, no, not at all, not even, but I think they're just maybe they're just set up differently. I don't know. I've never been to Vegas. I don't know shit. <laughs> I actually really love Vegas. I like it a
0: lot, oh, and it's really fun. And it's stupid and absurd, <laughs> and I love that about it. And it's like, e- e- the strip is fun for mm-hmm. a little while, but if you go off the strip, it's even better.
1: That's what a lot of people have told me. Yeah,
0: you have to find
1: the like
0: weird shit. Yeah, And granted, when I went there, I was with, like, my friend and her family and stuff, so we didn't really do, like, the Weird ops, shit. The weird shit. We, like, went to the fucking Atomic Museum and, like, stayed mostly on the Strip. But, like, the Atomic Museum was pretty cool. I don't even know what that is. It's It tells you about, like, their, the, atomic oh, the atomic testing bomb? sites. Oh, that actually
1: sounds really cool. It was pretty cool. Is that nerdy that I think that sounds really and it, cool? But it, like,
0: tells you about the atomic bomb, how it was made, the dynamics of it, the... Um, information about like behind the decision to drop the bomb. Oh yeah, and no, everything. I took a
1: whole class on that shit. It's yeah, fascinating. It is. Um, wow, we're going on a nerd tangent right now.
0: Sorry, but like, guys. Even like Fremont Street is still touristy, and it's it you, you can find stuff that's even more seedy and fun beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all strip clubs and uh, gambling
1: casinos. It is
0: an onion of a city. There's so many layers. It's delightful. We should go. Someday. When we can do that again, I guess.
1: Have a crazy Vegas trip. So Cassandra was in her element. She loved performing. She loved the nightlife of Vegas and the chance to meet so many big name celebrities. But nothing would prepare her for the most life-changing meeting she would have pretty much like right off the bat living in Vegas. Oh, boy. It happened one night when she went to a party with some of the other dancers, one of whom was dating the manager of Elvis Presley. Oh. Yeah. Everyone ended up together in Elvis's hotel suite. Is her big
0: start from fucking Elvis? No. Not not fucking Elvis, but like from
1: fucking Elvis. Just sit down. (laughs) Don't steal my thunder. I'm getting there. Well, okay. So they get into Hel- Helvis's
0: <laughs> That's his <Elvis>. alter ego. <laughs> the one that shoots That's the when he went me. real black metal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good idea. That's not the worst idea I've heard. <laughs> so they end up in Elvis's hotel suite. And he actually was quite taken with Cassandra's beauty and wit, which oh. is completely unsurprising. Yeah. But this is one of the few instances where someone finally had a solid group of get a grip friends because everyone was like, dude, she's only 17. You need to pump them brakes.
0: She's only 17. 17. It's it's a bad 80s metal song. OK. I want to know.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: it makes my skin. Exactly. Crawl. All oh, of okay. this makes sense now. Right. Yeah. Oh. Okay.
1: OK. Apparently, the two kissed a little bit, but nothing more. Many articles will tell you they dated for a while, but that's not according to the mistress of dark herself. Mm -hmm. Like in in plenty of interviews, she just says we didn't date. We like hung out a little bit once in a while. We became okay friends. We did some smooches, but Uh we weren't an item.
0: And, you know, most people would be like, nah, we fucked. But she was like, nope, we just hung out a little bit and that's about
1: it. Foreshadowing, uh-huh. she's going to regret that she didn't lose her virginity to Elvis. Oh. Oh, just you. Oh, wait. no. Uh, it's, a, it's a story. Oh. I don't think it's going where you think it's going, but it's. A I don't story. really know where
0: it's going. I just know that it's.
1: I can't it's wait till it gets mad. There. I'm going to be wait so mad. <laughs> anyway, despite all of this, it he still had a huge impact on her. One time they're hanging out, he was playing piano and she was singing. And he just stopped and told her, you have a really nice voice. You should take singing lessons. And not just that, but he told her she was way too good to stop her career at go-go dancing in Vegas. Her talents were being wasted. And also, like I mentioned earlier, a Vegas showgirl had a short lifespan. You
0: know, I don't normally agree with what Elvis has said. But
1: like, honestly, once in a while, Elvis is like, Hold on. I know what's going on here. I have a terrible Elvis impression. (laughs) That is awful. I don't even know what that was. The point is, yes, he understood the business at least. And Uh I think he can give humans solid advice as to what to do in the biz. I mean, clearly he can. He fucking made it. But yeah, there's a good chance she's going to be out of work by 24.
0: Yeah. and Most go-go
1: dancers, you don't see 30-year-old go-go dancers. Yeah.
0: And he kind of created the business.
1: Right. So I guess
0: he... But he, he
1: just pushed her to create, or to just do something that was more worth her talents. Yeah. Than dancing on stage. Yeah. She really is more than that. Well, who's she to argue with the king? She hired a vocal coach and eventually landed herself a singing role in the stage show that she was in. Oh. Right? So she's like, oh shit, I can do this. (laughs) And after that, it would only be a matter of time until she moved on to something new. Mm -hmm. Elvis was not the only crooner that stumbled upon Cassandra's life and gave her an experience she would never forget. Oh no. As she was working the Vegas circuit, she managed to bump into Tom Jones after one of his shows. (sighs) A notorious flirt. She found him to be gentlemanly, and he charmed her off her feet. And they ended up together that night. Things started to get a little steamy. Ew. Right. I should take this second to note, Cassandra's 19 at this point. Uh Uh-huh. Age of consent. Uh Uh-huh. And she was still a virgin. Okay. And at this point, she's just so close. She's just like, what the hell? You know what? lose it to tom jones he's been wooing her all night he's been really like sweet this has been great she missed out on the chance to sleep with elvis she didn't want this other opportunity to slip by yeah but this is like discount elvis (laughs) wouldn't even this is wish elvis (laughs) (laughs) you ordered elvis on wish you got tom Tom jones Jones. (laughs) woof i mean apparently though many women are very attracted to tom jones and i don't get it is it because i'm too young Maybe, maybe just the
0: Tom Jones thing just completely went over my head. But, like, he's not even one of those guys that is, like, my grandparents' age now. But I no. look up pictures of him from when he was, like, no. my age or younger. And I'm like, oh, he's so handsome. No. He's Tom not. Tom Jones was
1: never attractive. There is
0: nothing. And, like, the fact that he constantly sings about his dick just makes me, like, want to barf in my mouth a little bit. Oh, well. Hold up that barf bag.
1: <laughs> Did she need one? Uh, well, she should have probably let this opportunity slip by. You're yeah. actually right. Legend goes that Tom Jones is quite well endowed. It's Everyone for him. is like, nah, homeboy's got a huge schlong. <laughs> it is no lie. Like, yeah. his dick is probably too big. Uh, right? Well, that's not good either. No. So... Yeah. I put not unusual. I beg to differ. <laughs> I had to make a dumb Tom <laughs> Jones joke in this. Oh, but also Fresh Prince joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. In addition, he's known to be a bit rough in the sack, even though it was her first time. Of like, course he just he goes is. fast and hard. Oh, so you mean he has a big
0: dick and he doesn't know how to use it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Just jackhammer all over the place. Get him off. Yeah don't worry about her. She's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a great first experience. I mean, here's the thing. It's not... It's awkward. Your first time having sex is awkward. Always. And that's fine. Like, it should be awkward because you're discovering something completely new. This is a totally different experience than anything you've had. You're exposing yourself in a way that you've never exposed yourself to someone. It's fine. Yeah. I get it. But, like, the person you're having sex with the first time should be a little empathetic towards that whether or not they are also a virgin and be like all right let's like take it slow let's usher this shit take it nice and slow yeah he did not do that so this combination caused her to tear and bleed and afterwards she went to the hospital to get a couple stitches awesome thanks right? tom jones right he was all like what the fuck and she's like i'm a fucking virgin and he's like oh okay bye <laughs> Despite the lackluster experience, Cassandra was still s- quite smitten, and thought this meant that they were now an item. She thought they were going to start dating. <laughs> well, now you ripped and be a my vagina
0: apart, so we're dating now, right? I mean, you know what? Honestly, it's the least the homeboy could Seriously. do. Seriously, like at least like take her out for breakfast the next morning,
1: right? Like take her on a couple more
0: dates. There and, like, are bitch, pl- you pay in. <laughs> at least pay for the fucking brunch buffet in the hotel you know downstairs. Pay for her fucking stitches. That's the least he could do. The least you
1: could do actually is pay for her fucking
0: stitches. But then again, he would probably have to pay for half of Las Vegas's stitches.
1: So, well, honestly, yeah, she was so into him until the next night when she found him backstage all over a pair of his backup dancers. A pair. Mm, Two of them at the same time. Yeah. She was just so disgusted with the whole thing. She just left and was like, nah, I'm done. I don't need to deal with this. She hobbled away.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, God, I can't... Oh. Like, I hear about tearing in pregnancy, like, and giving birth. Right. And that fucking... To think about trying to have some good sex and ending up getting stitches is like, wow. That's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. That's bullshit. Fucked. And fuck Tom Jones. Yeah. Fuck Well... So then I heard in the same interview I was listening to where she talks about her mother. She said that years and years down the line, mm-hmm. she actually ran into him again. Oh. And like, again, <laughs> gotta love Cassandra because she's just like, ha, huh, this was, you know what? This was funny. It's stupid. Like, it doesn't upset me that this happened. It's a funny anecdote. Yeah, Like, she totally takes it in stride. Mm-hmm. And so she sees him. She's like, oh, you know what? I've got to be like, hey, you remember me? So like, she's like, hey. You remember me? And he's looking at her and he's like, oh, yeah, you're the one with all the scars. What? Yeah. Fuck Tom Jones. Tom Jones is a piece of shit, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yes, he is. He's a piece of shit. Oh, my God. He is not a good I human. I never liked him in the first place. But now you definitely do now don't I like fucking him. hate him. Yeah. Tom Jones is a womanizing piece of shit. I hope someday before he dies, some woman goes up and kicks his dick back into his stomach. (laughs) That's going to puncture
1: something because it's too big. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's, ugh, fuck that guy. So, Tom Jones sucks, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Jones sucks. I mean, I don't think he really contributed
0: much musically anyway, so. Except the only thing he has contributed is the Carlton dance. That's it. That's it. But. Like, that was Carlton's dance. But, I
1: mean, it's to the song. It's to the song, but, like, it could have been to any song, honestly. Yeah, probably. But I'll give him that much. Yeah. But that's it. That's it. Well, I think Girl had enough. When her contract was up in Vegas, Cassandra took this as an opportunity to have a new life experience. And with that, she went to Italy. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I feel that because... After my first gig after college, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing with my life. And I was like, I'm just going to go to Ireland. Because, like, when you're still that young and you have no fucking idea what you're doing and have nothing on your plate, you're like, I'll just go to another country and see what happens. I mean, sure, if you have money to do that. Well, you can have money to get there. The money to live there is a different story. So she goes to Italy. She wanted to see if she could make it as a singer in Europe, and she joins two bands, Latin's 80 and The Snails. And they were getting a little work here and there, but nothing especially groundbreaking. So again, she's doing the music thing. She's like, all right, I'm a good singer, making this happen. But she was barely able to keep herself afloat financially and was basically starving and trying to keep up with her bills. So she was was having fun in Italy, yet also very much struggling. Mm -hmm. However, this girl... Luck would randomly strike one day while she was walking down the street. She passed by world-renowned film director Federico Fellini, who stopped her because she looked pretty much identical to his wife when she was younger and they first started dating, Hmm, which is crazy. They chatted, and he asked her if she would like to be in the film he was currently working on, Roma. Of all the fucking directors to walk by in Italy. I know. Okay. Right? Just the most famous one. Yep, it's fine. In like one of his biggest movies. Yeah, here we are. But I mean, it wasn't like he was asking her like star in it. And he was like, "Hey, do you want to have like a walk on spot in my film?" Yeah, you are real pretty. You look like my my wife. Like you want to be in it? And she's like, "Um, I am kind of bringing home like no money. Um, the idea of getting some solid work is pretty much a no brainer. So I am gonna say yes." Yeah, <laughs> she was at this point then working a steady thirty days straight being fed while she was at work, mm-hmm. eating them cold cuts off that table. <laughs> Actually, she probably just wasn't. under the
0: table, just stealing right. salami. <laughs> bringing it home some, for later. Some, some uh, gabagool oh. <laughs> from, from the top <laughs> of the table. Some proshoot and some, some
1: <laughs> She made herself a delicious sub. Brought it home. Actually, uh, Elvira slash Cassandra is a vegetarian. She's been, like, for most of her life and really active in just, like, animal rights mm-hmm. Super. I think like now she will eat meat occasionally but overall she pretty much lives a heavy vegetarian lifestyle mm. so it's more like she was eating the olives and the
0: mozzarella
1: mm. <laughs> I mean yo, give me gre- some of that prosciutto cause I'm gonna eat it yo and like give me all that bread though yeah mm, bread, Italian bread, I garlic. want all the bread too but can't mm. <laughs> it. Okay. Mm. Mm. but yeah all of this for a walkthrough scene yeah it's totally worth it for her And it seemed as if this gave Cassandra a new vigor in performing. And after all this and a little bit more time passed, she's like, I'm going back to the U.S. and I'm going to Hollywood and I'm going to see what I can fucking do in Hollywood. So she immediately tried her hand once again with the music scene. She started a group called Mama's Boys with seven gay men where they would tour (laughs) nightclubs and the country with their musical comedy act. That is adorable. Oh, my God. And there are pictures of them in gay parades. And they look like the funnest group of human beings you could have ever seen. I
0: want that reunion to happen. And I want to be there. Uh, Oh, come on. So, like. Bad things, probably,
1: for most of them. So, yeah. Gay men in the 70s and 80s. I'm getting where you're going with this. Yeah. But through all of that, Elvira has become a huge supporter of like AIDS awareness and research Mm -hmm. because she's lost so many of her friends to it. Yeah. That she basically is like, she's always raising money and awareness for them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, also, like, really awesome to see that shitty life experiences has had the positive effect on her to be like, I'm going to do something about this. Right. Not everyone does that. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) She also kept her face on the screen with small roles in movies. She played a showgirl in a James Bond film, Diamonds are Forever. Mm -hmm. A topless dancer in the movie, The Working Girls. And then she had a few spots here and there. One event happened during this time, but Cassandra cannot quite confirm nor deny if it actually happened to her. Okay. In 1976, Tom Waits released his album, Small Change. On the cover, it features him sitting in a dressing room on a makeup table. Okay, yes. And in the background, you see a topless showgirl that looks an awful lot li- like Cassandra. Huh. Yeah. So she has been asked about it more times than you can count. And every time she says, she doesn't remember doing it, but she does think that woman looks hella familiar- And at this point, she was pretty into partying and did little drugs here and there. So it's plausible that it totally happened and she just doesn't remember. Has anyone asked Tom Waits about this? Oh, funny. Funny you say that because some have mentioned asking Tom Waits and she says it's even less likely that he would remember. I mean, she's kind of right about (laughs) that.
0: Tom. All these Toms in her life. Oh,
1: yeah. But there's a good Tom. Tom Waits is a good Tom.
0: Yeah, he was on that one episode of Fishing with John. Oh. And um <laughs> yeah. it was amazing. And that is all I really know of Tom Waits. But that's all And you that's need to all know. I need to know. Yeah, I want honestly. this this one episode of one obscure ass T V show yeah. to give me my Your Tom uh, Waits info. My profile of Tom Waits. It. That's it's all perfect. I want. Perfect.
1: It was fantastic. <laughs> As the 70s were coming to a close, Cassandra continued to get small roles here and there in film on TV. Like, she was even in Happy Days for a minute. It's great. Good for Mm. her. But it would be around that time that she joined the improv comedy troupe The Groundlings, where she would really find her footing. I did not know she was
0: part of The Groundlings. She was a part of The Groundlings, which explains
1: a lot about her humor. Mm Mm-hmm. Even she confesses she was not great at making up characters, especially when put up alongside the likes of, like, Paul Rubin and Phil Hartman. Yeah, like, I feel that.
0: Yeah, that's I, a lot I to live up to. Fucking, Kathy Griffin,
1: like, come I am on.
0: terrible at improv. Oh, my. No. And, and you know what? I hate watching it, too. So I knew.
1: No, like, no. unless you are Cassandra Peterson or Phil Hartman or Kathy. Like, I don't fucking want to watch you do improv. I don't, I I want don't to watch even, you do. I don't think I even want to watch them do improv. No, I'd watch them do improv. I, mm,
0: eh. Look, I just
1: want Phil Hartman to still be alive.
0: Yeah, that's really
1: that's all really all it comes. We down want. To. She did manage uh, just a couple personalities though, like the pet lady and the valley girl. But overall, she tended to be Cass's sexy lady, showgirl, hooker, etc., etc., etc.
0: Did she have her boobs yet? She always had those she boobs. She always had those boobs. Those are natural. Those
1: are natural. Like, well, maybe she's had... I'm sure she's had some lifts. Yeah. But, like, if you look at the cover of that Tom Waits f- photo, you're like, damn, girls got great boobs. <laughs> I just want to, like, nuzzle up inside them. Yeah. And, like, they look so soft and, like, perfectly, <laughs> like, not too firm and just... I, you know what? I'm getting way too into how much I've looked at Cassandra Peterson's boobs. <laughs> Let's move on. The stars would align one day when she would audition for a gig as a host for a weekend horror show. Producers of a show called Fright Night wanted to revive it after the death of their original host, Sinister Seymour. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rip <Rip-aroni>, a Sinister Seymour. <laughs> he looked really fun, actually. I was like, oh, uh. you look like a fun guy. <laughs> But except this time around, they wanted a female host instead. Initially, they brought in Mela Nurmi, Vampira. Her, did I fuck that up real bad? I don't know. What was it? Vampira. Yeah. Vampira? Vampira. Is, Vampira. is it Vampira? I thought it was Vampira. Is it Vampira? That probably makes more sense, doesn't it? No, Vampira. I have no, I have no idea. I think it's Vampira. Sure. Wait, do you
0: know who Vampira is? There's a comic character named Vampira. Europe, vampira.
1: vampira well a lot of people say like her morticia adams and elvira are like the three yeah mainstays of goth yes ladies yeah. yes i think it's vampira vampire it's vampira i don't know anyway her her name's Mela mala, mala Ner- Ner- nermi she's from okay. fuck sweden she's from europe okay <laughs> i'm so sorry I did research, too, and I'm just very burnt out, and I forgot. I'm sorry. I Many apologies. You can yell at me in the comments. It's fine. Anyway, so they initially asked her to come in and help them reboot the Vampira show. They went to work, but only for a little bit, because Mela ended up leaving over creative differences, differences that were probably included the fact that they wouldn't hire the actress that she picked to host, Lola Falana, who was a woman of color. Oh. Mm. Hmm. Look, I didn't dig too deep, but I didn't see anything about the racism. I wasn't like racism. Could been. When Cassandra went in for the role, she used her Valley Girl impression, but darkened it up a bit for the horror aesthetic. And they were into it, and she got the gig. Huh. But they weren't sure what to name this host or what she should really look like. Initially, she suggested going by her own name, Cassandra, the producers didn't like that, and so they went through lists of names until they thought about that old country song by Dallas Frazier called Elvira, huh. and they thought that would be perfect. That's an
0: interesting way
1: to come around to a, a goth show host. Yeah, but it ended up working out perfectly. Sure. I'm sure it's one of those things where you just end up spitballing so many things to the wall, Eventually, like you get stuck on one, and you're like, but that one. I that's, like
0: that one. That's like how we named our podcast. <laughs> but we were just like, sure, we'll go with this one.
1: Oh, I thought we were like, no, that's cute. I like yeah. this name. Rock Candy's cute. It's cute. And it was one of the ones that somebody else even suggested to us. It wasn't even ours. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mora. <laughs> they asked Cassandra to come up with an appropriate outfit for the show, all black and reminiscent of Morticia Adams. Mm-hmm. She was nervous they were going to make her dye her hair black, though, so she worked with her friend Robert Redding, who helped not only design her outfit, but the iconic black wig that she would don for years to come. Quite the wig. Quite the wig. They came up with a twist on what the producers were looking for, very much inspired by Sharon Tate's character in Fearless Vampire Killers, as well as Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes. Uh, The result is the closer-to-heaven beehive that they actually decided to call the Knowledge Bump. (laughs) Which I like better than Beehive. Yeah. The knowledge bump is nice. Yeah. Robert helped create the makeup using a book on Kabuki makeup, and they dressed her in this tight corset, an impossible slit, just uh, as a ploy for, you know, more ratings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It worked. It worked. Because it reminds him of fucking. <laughs> and
1: I'm pretty sure because Robert's, I'm pretty sure, a drag queen. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm pretty sure a drag queen helped her come up with her look. Yeah. So that's fun. This makes sense. And it makes sense. Funny enough, the network would get many complaints about how much Elvira was showing oh.
0: off. Oh, my oh. delicate sensibilities. I mean, actually,
1: think about the way she was dressed in the 80s. People are like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, really? My children can't watch this.
0: How am I supposed to explain this to my children? I don't know. Like, a parent?
1: But they can like- watch Full Metal Jacket. That's fine. Yeah. So every week they would ask her to tone it down, and she would come in, and they would ask her, did you tone it down? She'd be like, yep, even though she didn't, and they wouldn't say anything. I put
0: one safety pin in my sleeve.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. I guess. Apparently, she did tell a story, I guess, one time they did kind of cover up a bit, and they actually got way more complaints about the one time she covered up more than the times that she wasn't covered up. (laughs) Figure it out. Guys, oh, they did, and they were like, Yeah, we're gonna stop complaining about this next on Figure It Out. <laughs> Boob, El-
0: <Elvira's> <laughs> <laughs> Boob sell Elvira's <laughs> outfit. Boob sell, they do. And the slit is fine, but like, if people are just gonna complain no matter what, then like, do the one that sells your show better,
1: you know, do the one like that you feel better in. It might not, it's not the most comfortable outfit, she's confessed that many times. But yeah, I think of course it ain't fun. But I think she's feeling herself in it, you know? Yeah. It's like, shit, if she's feeling herself, let her go. Yeah. Let her do it. Good for her. Shut up, America. Shut up, America. Sick of your shit. <laughs> but really. <laughs> no, really, Shut up. <laughs> Very quickly, Elvira won the masses over, not just with her sexy looks, but her campy humor, double entendres, and overall good nature. A show that was only supposed to be seen locally in California was quickly looking for distribution all around the country. However, not everyone was impressed. Mm. As they and began. Is this the return of Tom Jones? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we got news for you, Tom Jones. Shut the fuck up. Shut your mouth. Shut up, Tom Jones. It is unusual. (laughs) Your dick is unusual. (laughs) However, not everyone was impressed as they began taping the episodes. They received a cease and desist from Mela for ripping off Vampira. Vampira. Whatever. She called out all the similarities to her original shtick, from the wardrobe down to the closing tagline. See, Vampyra would say, bad dreams, darlings. And Elvira would say, unpleasant dreams. But, like, girl, what else you doing? What else you doing? This didn't stop the show from coming out, and years later, Mala, Mala... Mala? 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 I like that one. Attempted to sue Cassandra for $10 million for pirating her likeness. It was argued that beyond the black dress... And hair and pale skin. Elvira wasn't like Vampira at all, though. But also, like... I watched clips of the Vampira show. It's very much of its time. So was she She was wearing a similar outfit and yeah. stuff? Yeah, the show is so like, very similar. It's like she's hosting this show where she's watching these, like, horror movies and commenting on them and introducing them. Uh-huh. She's wearing a black dress. She has black hair, you know, pale skin. Um... I mean, I guess very oh my god, her waist was the size of my wrist. Yeah. It was capital T terrifying. <laughs> no one should have a waist like that. I suppose she that's part of She destroyed her point. internal organs.
0: I don't think she had internal organs anymore. Not anymore. Um so wouldn't one pretty much say that she kind of stole it from Morticia Adams too?
1: Stop stealing my thunder. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, the vague similarities weren't enough to be considered stealing someone's likeness. And the courts ruled in favor of Cassandra.
0: Right. Because honestly, any goth girl could sue any other goth girl for stealing
1: her look. Let's do it. Let's go to town. (laughs) Seriously. Sue all the goth girls. Sue them all. Especially because on top of all that, Vampira was based off of Morticia Adams. Right. And Mila even admitted that. Yeah. She 100% based it off Morticia Adams. Girl, don't be acting like you original. You're not. And that's fine. Like, you should be flattered that they wanted to keep going. Although I do understand right. why you were pissed off. That is a valid reason to be pissed off. But don't be pissed off at Cassandra. Be pissed off at the fucking producers. Right? Like, <sighs> I mean, I'm sure there's a reason she had to
0: sue Cassandra, but I'll get there. But also, like, goth ladies at that point weren't, like, s- as super creative and different as they are now. We don't have a billion subgenres of goth. Yeah. But yet. I mean, also,
1: too, like, if if Elvira wanted to have a problem, she could sue, like, Suzy Sue for, like, having big black hair. And, right. And, you know, wearing black dresses. Right. I mean, if we want to get fucking bananas about it, it's... Yeah, we could, but we're not gonna because it's dumb and we should be celebrating that other women want to dress in dark and be gothic and ghouly. Yeah. Instead of saying, like, you're ripping off my luck. It's but, like, like, I yes, guess, I guess you want to be unique, but also celebrate that you're influencing people.
0: Right. Or just be kinda happy that this kind of culture that you really love is getting some national attention. Yes. Exactly. Maybe that's not what what you want, but then again, she's the host of a television show. Mm. Like it's
1: it's gonna happen. Yeah. Nothing's original. And that's fine. Right. There are times where you can look at something and say, that's a blatant ripoff. Mm-hmm. 100%. There are definitely times you could look at someone and say, that's somebody saying, I'm not getting sued, but I'm totally ripping this off. Right. But And you change it just enough so that you can't get sued. Right. But that's like a genuine somebody trying to get in for a cash cow. Right. The thing is with Elvira, it's- she clearly <laughs> loves what she's doing. Yeah. And I don't know. That's, I think, respectful. So She's trying to say that Elvira is the wish version. Oh, she is Vampira. not. She is like fucking Vampira's final form. Yeah. Her power level is over 9,000. She's the haute couture version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100. Well, the Vampira camp would never get over this. <laughs> what they viewed as a major slight. Um, Yeah. And Mela always believed that Elvira was a knockoff. I watched part of an interview that she did back in, like, I think the late 80s, early 90s. Must have been the 90s. Either way, um, man, she was still pissed. She was like, she tries to say that she never saw Vampira, but she did, and how dare she, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, honey, you are 70. You got to get over this. <laughs> are Are you really taking this to your grave? Like, she took it to her grave. Wow. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I'm like, No, she's probably also done so much
0: more with your life. Yeah. I mean, she's probably also pissed that like she didn't have that job. She didn't have the career that,
1: you know, Cassandra did. Right. And that's like a whole different bag of worms to unpack that I don't have the psychological capacity to look at right now. Well, outside of this bump in the road, Elvira's movie macabre became a total cult classic, and very quickly, Elvira was becoming a household name. Every week, she would host another night with a ridiculous B-level horror or sci-fi film. It's like Tales from the Crypt, but
0: with a pretty lady instead of a gross, gross dead crypt dude. keeper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it's laugh. I don't know. Even though she was gaining massive amounts of popularity and bringing in tons of money for the network, she was only getting paid $300 a week. What? Mm. And asking for a raise really seemed to not really go anywhere. So she came up with a different idea. Instead of asking for raises, she would slowly ask for rights to the character of Elvira. I was just going to say, did she trademark that shit? Because
0: she needs to trademark that shit.
1: After enough time... She came to completely own the character, smart and lady. Does she make bank on that? Yeah, she makes so much money on (laughs) merch and shit like
0: that. Anything Elvira,
1: and because you know why you see what Elvira on and and everything is because she's a smart businesswoman. She has had everything from action figures to comic books to marketing campaigns with beer companies, of course. To Funko Pops. Funko, <laughs> everyone's got a Funko. Yo, when are we getting our Funko Pops? That's I all I want to know. know.
0: How sh- come they don't have a build your own Funko Pop oh, at this point? Honestly, they I'd probably like to build do. Funko Pops of us. That'd be fun.
1: <laughs> I know you'd hate it, but I'd like it. And I would put them out and be like, that's us.
0: But I would kind of like it. There are some Funko Pops that I'm like, all right, that's fine. Guys, but like,
1: I have some Funko Pops.
0: I'm sorry. As soon as you start like making a, f- a Funko out of fucking everything, then you need to stop.
1: Yeah. I only have like a couple. It's fine. They're just like really cute ones like Freddie Mercury. I hide That's it in fine. everything that Jeremy owns. So he finds <laughs> it and it scares him. It's great. But yeah, like the avenues that she has taken with this persona is endless. I mean, there's Funko Pop Elvira cereal. Uh, wait, A what? cereal of Elvira as a Funko Pop. That is stupid stupid but you know how much money she fucking makes off it. that is
0: merchception
1: that is merchception that's insane that's
0: stupid also but insane yeah
1: like when i look at it from her point of view she probably is like this is stupid but shit am i making money but also probably
0: the only way that most people would get elvira in their mouth
1: (laughs) (laughs) dirty girl So endless were the possibilities that she even wrote and starred in her own film, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, which came out in 1988. It didn't do great. It kind of bombed in theaters. Mm -hmm. But since then, it has become a beloved cult classic. And I've never seen it, but I really want to. Yeah. I heard it's really cute and really fun. Because everything she does is cute and fun. Right, like, don't go in expecting a masterpiece. Go in being like, I want to watch Elvira be silly for an hour and a half. Right, exactly. That's what I want. Boobs. And boobs. Do you remember the
3: boobs?
1: (laughs) Elvira has gone beyond screen. She's even written full length novels and has had quite the little foray into music. And here is where I get into her music shit. Mm hmm. Music is still very much a passion for her, and she has released many compilations of spoopy songs that include classic tunes for the Halloween season, including some delightful originals. Oh,
0: is it the one I'm thinking of? Because I love it. Oh,
1: are you thinking of Monster Rap? Yes. Oh, because it's Monster Rap. I fucking love Monster Rap. What were they
2: thinking? Dracula is <laughs> afraid of life. He only comes <laughs> out of his coffin at night. Slips out to have him a bite. Out of somebody's neck mattress. He's a vampire, vampire bat. Sucking on blood, it's low fast. if I don't know if he should really be doing that. I mean, I hope he practice a safe socks. Monster rap. Everybody snap. Everybody groove.
1: Everybody clap. Monster rap. Everybody
0: snap. Monster rap. Oh my God.
1: Everybody snap so good. Oh, no, It's honestly like my favorite Halloween song, and I'm really bummed it's not on Spotify to go on my eight and a half hour music yeah. playlist. And honestly, for
0: something that came out in, like, what, 91 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's the 90s. It's a really, like... It's a good ahead song. Ahead of its time kind of song. You know
1: it's better than? What? MC Hammer's Adam's <laughs> Groove or whatever it is. That song was Fucking terrible. That song makes me hate everything about Halloween all of a sudden. I loved Halloween until I heard that. I'm
0: so sorry I sent that to you. I'm sorry you did too. Maybe we can put that on the list for worst Halloween songs and we can do
1: that next year. Oh my God. I don't know if I want to do that to Halloween. <laughs> Ruin Halloween forever. It everyone. does not deserve that. Only Christmas deserves that treatment. True. We could throw it in our worst of Christmas. This is if We song. won't even
0: deem it a Halloween song. It's that bad.
1: It's that bad. It gets thrown in the shitty Christmas pile. It does. Fuck this song. <laughs> next. Overall, Elvira has had a fairly heavy hand in music. She has worked with many musicians on their pieces as well. She's really good friends with Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, All that checks. Which, out. of course, makes a ton of sense. They are both kind of like—I feel like the king and queen of Spooptown. They
0: could be brother and sister,
1: <laughs> mayor
0: yeah. and mayoress of Spooptown. Except she's like a higher position. Than like, him.
1: move the fuck over, Jack fucking <laughs> Skeleton. <laughs> It's Alice Cooper and Elvira. Yeah. I don't fucking acknowledge you, Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm over it. Yeah. Apparently, though, she is featured in Feed My Frankenstein, but I haven't figured out how. Hmm. I have seen in a couple places mentioned that she guests on it, but I cannot figure out how, where, or when, or how, or why.
0: That's right. I did see that. I watched a music like... video.
1: I read through like the cry- I'm like, I don't know. I don't Yeah. I don't know I don't if know it's know a either. lie or if it's a secret. I don't know.
0: Maybe she just does very faint background vocals. She might. Maybe she just sings,
1: Feed my Frankenstein. It's about his dick. It's about his libido. Mm. He's a
0: psycho. (laughs) He don't want pizza. I do. I mean, why why wouldn't she want pizza? Hold on. You can have both. (laughs) You can have sex and pizza. Like, even at the same time, if your lady's down with that,
1: that's fine. I mean, how could that... No, food play is always going to end badly. Nope. Food play is disgusting. Nope. Um, nope, nope. But
0: nope. if you're into it, I don't want to hear about it. You just do it.
1: Yeah. I'm super proud of you if you do it. Yeah,
0: you do you. Proud of
1: you. She was in the music video for Ryan Adams' Give Me Something Good. This was back in 2014, before all the accusations about him being garbage came out. Right. Uh a haunting black and white Adams family stylized video uh that features her greatly. It's fine. it's I like the Elvira parts. It's a lot of Ryan Adams, yeah, there's which only, I never got into. There's only so much Ryan Adams
0: one can handle, and my threshold is about five seconds.
1: So. <laughs> she performed a song called Two Big Pumpkins that were <laughs> written by our favorite Fred fred schneider oh of the really 52 i love it i know it's it's like what you hear you're like yeah this yeah, all checks. yeah it was released through jack white's company third man records and apparently she and jack white are friends too she really likes his work this he really likes her also also makes sense like the music crowds that she runs in totally make sense girls got respect she does and last year I brought up a song by pop artist Kim Petras called Turn Off the Light, which features a very Vincent Price in Thriller-esque spoken word breakdown in the middle mm-hmm. that uh, has, that features Elvira. Cool. And Kim reached out to Elvira asking her to be on the track, and Elvira liked it and agreed. And I feel like there's got to be a part of this. Um, like, there's, I feel like I've created this sweet story in my mind that... You know, Kim's this kind of buttoning artist. She's into the gothy stuff. I mean, Turn Off the Light was an entire Halloween album. Loves Elvira. And the big thing is, that I talked about too, is that Kim Petras um, is a trans woman. And mm-hmm. she actually stirred up a lot of controversy because at 16, she got her gender reassignment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, wow, well, you're too young, blah, blah, blah. But like, Also, don't tell trans people what to do. Exactly. Like, you know what? Yeah, that's exactly how you should say it. Don't tell people what to do. Yeah, it's not your business. And um, I I feel like there was probably a part of Elvira who thought, you know what, like I want to support this budding artist, this person who you know didn't have it easy. I mean, Elvira is a huge supporter of LGBTQ plus. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, she raises so much money and awareness for AIDS research. She's she loves the gay community. She loves trans mm-hmm. by whatever because. She's just that kind of person. Like, Cassandra, in general, is just the kind of person who's like, live your life, be who you are, be true to yourself, as long as you're not hurting anybody who cares. But
0: also, I think the goth culture is like that in Mm. general, for the most part. Like, it would be really fucking ridiculous for anybody who is part of a counterculture like that to be exclusive.
1: Yeah, I feel like that is one of the things I've always really liked about the goth. Culture is just that you can kind of do what you want. For, the, people, most part, for there, the most part, there's
0: a lot of shitty I'm people sorry. in there, but it, a majority of them are very open-minded and great yes, people. Yes, I've just... met
1: some of the most interesting people at goth night. <laughs> they just want to fuck so hard and they Everybody don't just care the fuck? And they're just like, and you know what? They're so nice to you in the bathroom. Like, honey, don't even worry about your makeup. You look great. And you're like, well, shit, she said I looked great. I'm going to just go out there and dance to some fucking dark industrial music. <laughs> I don't know how you dance to this. This but... is the
0: 18th Nine Inch Nails song I've heard tonight, but it's
1: great. You know <laughs> what? Better than some of the shit we've heard at Goth Nights. True. Don't tell them not to play Nine Inch Nails, because then they're going to go back to the other stuff. <laughs> Once Cassandra struck gold with Elvira, it just stuck. She has done a nice handful of things outside of being our favorite spoopy lady, like playing Biker Mama in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, for example. Wait, Really? She was the biker mama, yeah.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yep. (laughs) Wow. I know. See,
0: so many things. Wait, which one was this? Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Big Adventure. Yeah, wow. That was like one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah,
1: the redhead biker mama.
0: That's Cassandra. I can't even picture her in my head. I'm going to have to watch it again.
1: I am, too, because I feel like I've heard about it a lot lately, and I'm like, I need to rewatch this.
0: People are really digging the Pee-wee Herman nostalgia.
1: Right now. Because I think it is the most escapist thing we can find right now. <laughs> Just to escape back to our childhoods. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's, she's had little bit parts in movies, a couple TV shows. She's done a lot of voice acting. Um, So she's... She, I mean, Cassandra herself is still doing what she wants. I think as far as convention circuits go, she's kind of retired Elvira. Um. But I mean, she truly loves playing the Mistress of the Dark because even though that isn't who she really is, it is a part of her Yeah, that she gets to play with all the time. And I think she's not only amazing as a creative force, but also I think she serves as a muse to so many people. Females, males, gender non-conforming alike have all said that she's inspired them since she was. they were young. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know... Um, visual artists, musicians, drag queens, dancers, like, costumers. So many people cite her as, yo, I was in love with Elvira when I was a kid. And it's not just her, like, very amazingly catching look. It's not just, like, her voice. It's just who she is. There's something about her. And I even remember this as I was a child. There's something approachable and comforting about Elvira. Yeah. That she's just clearly... Having fun. She's and not she a, wants you to have fun.
0: Yeah, she's not even though she's like super glamorous and spooky and whatever, she's still very approachable. Yes. And still like she she doesn't act like she's above anybody Never. like like, oh, you peons down there. You please yeah. leave me alone. You can't touch me. I'm goth queen. No, she's no, not she like that. Like she's that. like
1: goofy. Yeah. And
0: funny and She doesn't and cute. take herself
1: too seriously. Right. And it's great. She's a strong, sexy, funny, generous spirit for anyone to look up to. She's the definition of do no harm, but take no shit. Because mm-hmm. both Cassandra and Elvira are role models. People that we can look up to when times are tough. And see that if you keep going, good things happen to you and they can happen to you, and you just have to keep pushing and believing yourself. But don't fuck with her. Y- you know? Like, <laughs> she's a strong female person in that she has the balls to be like, don't fuck with me. But yeah. then she's also this amazing sex icon for, like, you know, anybody who's into the female figure.
0: You know who she is? She's got Dolly Parton.
1: Gothi Parton. <laughs> Gothi Parton. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, can we destroy Mount Rushmore and just turn it into, like, a Mount Rushmore of amazing badass women? There's going to be Elvira and Dolly Parton. And we'll come up with the other two. <laughs> but those two are definitely fucking in it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I here I, for one, it. I am 100%
1: here 100% for agree with it. But,
0: I mean, physically and attitude-wise, definitely Goth Dolly Parton. Oh, my God. She's,
1: yeah. She's amazing. After I've always really liked her, and then after researching her, I just feel like I would love to be her friend. And you listen to her in interviews and just watch her in general; she's just seems like the nicest, sweetest, but like very confidentest person I've ever seen. <laughs> and I know that's not a word, but I'm using it. And like, girls staying relevant. She actually literally last week put out a new music video for no a new shit. song. Mm-hmm. It's called "Don't Cancel Halloween." Oh, it's so appropriate. It's a little topical. Oh. Uh-huh. It gets a little topical. I'm going gonna... to have a little dig on someone that deserves more digs. Mhm. Mm. I like it. You should, it's yeah, we should watch it. It's really cute. It's fun, and I like that she still just has a good time. And girl still looks fucking banging. She's 69? I she's definitely and I think she's not even like ashamed to say like she's had a little you know, a yeah. couple things done here. No and there. shame in that. But no shame in that. Like sh- anything that she's gotten done, nothing looks unnatural. Yeah. And I think overall she does credit a lot of her usefulness to just like she takes really good care of herself. She eats pretty decently. She um she stopped partying probably by like her thirties or forties. Yeah. Like she was married. I didn't bring this up, like she was married for a minute. Not a minute. She was married for a while, um to her manager. Well, she's married, and then he became her manager, and then they divorced, but I think they still get on, and she does have a daughter mm-hmm. who's I think just twenty one twenty two I can't remember exactly how old she is, but really, um, yeah, so she had her when she was like in her late forties. maybe she's older than that. I don't remember when I read this interview, but she does have a daughter um maybe she's almost thirty then. God, is she almost 30. Already- I don't know. Time <laughs> is weird and bananas, and I don't know what it is anymore. And I'm so sorry that I'm getting some things wrong and I'm a little burnt. But the point is, yeah, so she's had like she Cassandra lives her own life separate from Elvira, which is really it's really cool that she can separate that, but I think either one you get is still the same natured. Yeah. Which is great. I just, I don't know. I really like her. I really respect her. And I'm really here for her music for Halloween. Because <laughs> it's bringing me lovely catharsis for this spoopy season. It's the
0: joy that we need right now. It is definitely the joy that we need.
1: Well, thank you guys for listening to my story about Elvira. (laughs) I actually thought this was going to be like a stupid short episode, but it wasn't.
0: Now we can make anything drag on forever. We really
1: can. Hot drag. Drag queens. Yes. But yes, thank you all so much for listening. We love you and appreciate you. (laughs) And yeah, if you are digging everything else that we got going on, you can go visit our website, rockcandypodcast.com. Got more episodes. If you want something to bring you down, listen to the two first episodes this month, because (laughs) what? We really knocked it out of the park with that. That's why I needed to go to Elvira. I'm like, you know what? This is sweet and happy and fun, and I am having a good time. Yeah. And even through all the bullshit that she's had to live through, she's still a fucking queen.
0: Well, this week and next week, we're going to close out the month with some good times. Some nice, happy, upbeat times. And happier, upbeat stuff. But I mean... I like true crime anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. And I like stupid fucked up people that have no relevance anymore. That we can so, yell at and be like, go fuck yourself. At.
1: We don't like you. Exactly. God, I fast, like doing that. fascinatingly fucked up. Um, And yeah, if you are enjoying anything music related, please go visit our uh, network, Pantheon Podcasts. Actually, shout out to one of our sister podcast, Muses, with Shanti and Lynx, because Like I mentioned earlier, Elvira is a bit of a muse, and Mm -hmm. if you're kind of into stories of, you know, people who have influenced other musicians, they cover a lot of those stories. They interview actually a lot of muses, wives, wives, (laughs) girlfriends of people who have been associated with rock stars, and they have really amazing stories. So, Mm -hmm. you know what? If I'm going to shout out anybody from our network, it would be muses. Go check them out.
0: Yeah. 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 And if you would like to donate some money to your hard-working, drunk ladies... Yeah, I'm getting there. That's us. Um, you can go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. And you can give us money, and we will give you some stuff back, like swag and... Buttons and stickers and coasters and bonus episodes episodes every month. This month's episode is going to be fun. Oh my God. I'm
1: actually really looking forward to this month's Patreon. So much to bitch about. I cannot wait to record this one. (laughs) We are going to have so much fun. Guys, we're going to shit on the Flaming Lips. I mean, that's not news. (laughs) We do that all the time, but like
0: we can shit on them because of something new this time.
1: So... Yeah, we're gonna defend Billy Eilish. We are gonna defend Billy Eilish. which I think that is that's that's a newer thing we've yeah. come into, and
0: we might shit on some John Lennon. Oh my God, you're just gonna do nothing but shit on John? I've, Lennon. That's I all think. I've done all month, and I'm gonna keep it going because yeah. I'm tired
1: of John Lennon, guys. All right, so we've pretty much spoiled our Patreon episode. So I guess. But you if don't you want to hear
0: these things, then you can give money to us, and then you can hear it.
1: And if you don't want to give us money and just listen to the regular episodes, that's, that's cool, fine. too. We're still happy to have you and happy that you guys are chilling with us yeah. for and your weeks.
0: We also have merch if you want to get some of that. Yeah, You can go on Teespring and search Rock Candy Podcasts, and you can get some delightful
1: things. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got sweet face masks, which yeah. let us go out in public.
0: And shout out to David from... Uh,
1: Blame your brother. Blame your
0: brother for modeling that for us. I still have to post it. Fuck. I didn't do that. But (laughs) I'm going to post that now. I will post that tonight. So it doesn't even matter that you just said that. (laughs) It doesn't. (laughs) I'm still keeping it. I'm just reminding myself. (laughs) And he's going to be like, Yeah, I I, posted it. I posted that. I did that a while ago. (laughs) I'm like, Thanks, Dave. He, sh- he should surely like this episode, too, because I remember him saying he's a very big fan of Elvira. Well.
1: So now he's going to know everything. I hope everybody who likes Elvira likes this episode. I hope everyone who likes Halloween tunes in next week because we will have a classic. <laughs> I think you guys can guess what yeah, it is. But one- we got a twist on it this year. Le tweezed, Le tweezed. But, but they can figure that out next week. Yeah, you'll see it next week. But anyway, until then, uh, party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. And party on you crazy kids out there. Do you remember the boobs?
0: (laughs) Do you? I do.
2: (laughs) Ninety-two percent of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92%? Because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh let me guess, for elite athletes only.
3: It's time to roll out the red carpet for, well, new carpet. Right now at the Home Depot, choose from hundreds of styles and colors from top brands. Plus, get free installation. So whether you want to brighten up your bedroom, add a little more cushion to your living room, or yes, add some VIP flair to your hallway, you can get the perfect carpet to match your mood with free installation. From the Home Depot, how doers get more done. Minimum purchase of 4 dollars Exclusions apply. U.S. only. See store for details.